Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the Survivor Now podcast. The content is coming up shortly, but first we got to pay some bills. Okay, we are so excited to tell you guys about this great partnership we now have with our good friend Katie over at Katie Tedesco Art. Since 2015, Katie has been running the original Survivor fan shop where she creates Survivor trading cards, Survivor idol keychains, Big Brother keys, and more. We have been huge fans of hers ever since we started ordering our own items. We're huge fans of the Survivor trading cards. I even got my favorite, John Cochran. You can order them in packs, say an entire season, or you can also order your favorite Survivor Castaways cards in individual packs as well. The items come in a timely manner and are handled with care to make sure you, as a customer, are never disappointed. You can check out all of her cool work over at our Etsy site. The link is in our Instagram bio, so just head on over, let her know Survivor Now sent you, and give her a follow. You can find her on Insta, at Katie Tedesco Art. That's all one word, and that's Katie Tedesco, T-E-D-E-S-C-O, Art. You know I'm black, aren't you? Yes. <laughs> All right, we are live on YouTube for the first time. Uh, we're still trying to figure all this stuff out. So I've got the comments and everything. Abraham, can you still see me and all that? Hey, Randy, I can see you. Man, this, this is a good night. Uh, we were doing a lot of new stuff tonight. We were first live on Instagram, now we're live on YouTube. Live on YouTube, this is something that... Uh, we've, we tried to get going here and I'm watching the YouTube feed. So that's why I wanted to make sure that you could still hear me, uh, because I think I'm going to split from YouTube and, and the live here and everything. So we are here to talk about episode 42, episode 42, season 42, episode nine of survivor, uh, a lot, lots to talk about Abraham. I mean, I have, this episode went up and down the scale of what Survivor is all about. So before, usually we go in order of how the show break down, but I, I feel like it's not right for us to just start at the beginning and go on when there was a super tough subject um, towards the end of the episode. So it really got, it got started when the second tribe walked in to vote someone out. Drea looks over, she notices Chanel and Roxroy sitting on the jury and you can tell instantly she was not happy about this whatsoever abraham no and, and here's the thing about it is you can never summarize what transpired in two minutes you know because even their conversations are edited to it's a public thing they want you to get information but that's not going to be the whole conversation that you're going to be able to digest the topic because it's been a topic that they dealt with in last season season 41 uh, the concern about how the representation of on Survivor. And here's the thing about it is, it's not to say that people of color have not been on the game of Survivor. It's not to say that people of color have not won the game of Survivor. It was more so to the feeling of seeing that the players that represent you have been voted out already. No matter what the circumstance it is, it has nothing to do with that. In that moment, you feel the kindred spirit of that individual because they're the reflection of you. And now they're no longer playing the game. And here's the thing about it is, like, I think Marianne said it well. I know they had to get voted out. That's not what I'm responding to. 
You're responding to what you're seeing, what you're feeling and what you've dealt with in your own life. And Jonathan had a valid reaction to it. And Jonathan was like, hey, I'm not racist. And like Drea said, I'm not saying that you are racist. I am telling you what I'm feeling right now. And that's another thing you have to take a look at. Of. It's not talking about the person and condemning the person because they don't look like you. They're not your reflection. I'm not targeting you because you've not done anything against me. We're playing a game of Survivor. I understand people are going to be voted out. But in that moment, when you see what you're seeing, you're feeling something about it. And not unlike real life, your emotions are in a different place when you're on Survivor where you may not let somebody see you cry in the real world because, you know, you got your barriers up, but you're out here, you don't, you don't get your sleep, you don't eating. So you're getting more of that natural person. And she explained to him, it's not you, it's what I see and what I feel. Because the game is still going to go on regardless of who gets voted out of Survivor. But the message that was presented in season 41, and here's the thing, the cast of season 42 never saw what happened in the cast of season 41 with Liana, Xander, Danny, Deshaun had the same conversation almost in reference to what we see as far as race relations in our in the United States. So it's different to say you had a different set of people playing the same game, but they came to one of the same subject matters because it always comes up how it's perceived. Um, I don't want to say. It's something, so baggage carried that hopefully one day as we go, we understand the why part. And I think that's the biggest thing people don't understand is it's not a matter of what had happened in slavery. It's not a matter of what happens today. It's not a matter of the, the different things that happen in different cities, what's happened to George Floyd, things of that nature. It's that, do you understand what's happening? Because the individual that killed George Floyd sat there and he killed an individual that was Black just as well as he could have killed somebody that was white, Hispanic, Chinese, whatever. But we put that person in law enforcement. We want them to protect us, understand what he did and why he did it. I'm not going to judge the next person because they don't look like me as that individual. You're not just like that individual. And Jonathan is not like that. He's an individual. And Jonathan comes off as a great guy. And I think he's a great guy. Uh, if you read his bio, you hear him talk. He's one of those individuals that are just a great individual, and we see that. But he's also an individual that has a reflection that we look at. And until he opens his mouth and presents himself, some people may mistake him as somebody that he's not. And he's not, and he never did come off. And this is how thus far as somebody that has a racist bone in their body about that. But we all carry prejudice towards different stuff. Some people don't like broccoli. Some people don't like black people. Some people don't like white people. Some people don't like Korean people. And for whatever reason, they carry that prejudice with them. I would challenge everybody just to do this question. Just ask somebody. So you do. Just ask somebody a question on something that you're concerned about, that how it, it's perceived or how it's taken to get a better understanding of it. And once you do that, then make a decision. Don't, don't, don't take the negative person's opinion or something. I, I could not like somebody that's a police officer because in my neighborhood, every time I saw a police officer, they arrested someone. In your neighborhood, every time you saw a police officer, guess what? They were kind. They were helping. But that's your neighborhood. That's not my experience. Understand my experience before you judge my reaction to it. I understand where you came from. I understand. But this particular individual here is one of the cops or one of the people that look to help everybody. And I think once we start embracing everybody and have an understanding of everybody's history, I think we'll be better. Um, by no, no, no way am I the information gatherer for people to understand what goes on in society. You have to go out there and find it for yourself. 
but I will answer any question. I guess my, and I'm not, by the way, pardon me, people, if I have a cough, I'm going to try to mute my mic every time, but I'm dealing with the terrible cold right now. So you know how, how it is. First off, thank you for saying all that, Abraham. That was beautifully said. That was, we talked before we came on the podcast today and I just wanted to make sure, you know, a person myself, you know, I, I host the show and everything, but I wanted to make sure Abraham was comfortable talking about it before we even brought it up. And I'm not scared to ask questions. Actually, I think we need to ask questions as a society. I think that's the huge thing is this should be a question asking thing if you don't fully understand. Right. And so my question tonight was. Roxroy and see, this is this was their big thing. They said, we're not making this vote because they're black and they're sitting on the jury right now. That's not why we're making this vote, because that's that was my biggest question is why is this a huge issue tonight where Drea and Marianne were kind of part of voting out Chanel? You know, they were part of the reason she was there. And then you had rocks, which definitely threw everyone off. And they they was they were expecting Romeo. So that was my biggest question watching it play out was why was it such a big deal tonight? Because Drea was the target. Yes. But Drea wasn't the target because she's black. Do you get what I'm you saying? Know, and, and when they went, if you go back and look at Roxroy and Hyde and Romeo's tribe, they originally were going to vote off Romeo. But you also remember when Hyde said, it's a boys club, but I don't feel like I'm in a boys club. So yeah. same basic concept. He does not feel like he belongs in the boys club. So for him, that's the trigger because Rox wanted to get an all male alliance. So do you exclude him out there because he's not he he and I, I know what his sexuality is, mm. but do you exclude him or did we miss that when we looked at the episode? Because nobody was triggered by that. Also, that wasn't a reason why they voted Rox Royale. They voted Rox Royale because it was his time. Yes. I mean, you come together, yep. you make votes, you vote people out. But that was something that was said during the course of the show and how Hyde felt. I felt that, hey, I don't really belong in a boys club. But and he also said the misogynist men. So there are things that trigger people for action that didn't trigger anybody because nobody. One person said it. One person heard it was him because he said it. it was in his interview. But I'm pretty sure if you would have said and called the misogynist out loud, the guys would have said, no, we're not. They would have defended the position of we're not misogynist. Yes, we are guys. And we think that this might be the best course of action to play this game. But we're not we don't want to project that because it's a negative image. But they didn't react to it because they didn't hear it. Where Drea and Marianne, which Marianne and Drea both reside in Canada right now. Uh, Marianne grew up in Canada. Marianne is from a different cultural background. Drea was originally in San Antonio and moved to Canada. I'm not sure how long she lived there, but you kind of get an idea of their backgrounds, and where they came from, saw something that triggered them. And when they saw it, Drea saw it and realized you know what, if I vote Marianne tonight, that will pretty much start to eliminate any players of color in the game. And it was just a trigger. I mean, emotionally, they're a little different now because they've been in the game for quite some time. They're emotional, they're hungry, but that's not to say that they're, what they were saying wasn't valid. It was triggered by looking at the two that were over there and they said, hey, if we vote us out, guess what? There's no one of color that's going to compete in Survivor. And 
for this vote here, we're not going to vote each other out. And Drea didn't stop playing the game. Drea expressed her feelings. Now, you got to think now, Jeff is a part of this as well, because Jeff is the one asking questions. He could have just not asked any question, which would have never brought her conversation to light. But he inquired to the question and she wanted to explain herself. And she said, hey, look, I'm going to play my I'm going to play my actual idol tonight because I want to be here tomorrow to represent. Mm-hmm. And it's no different than Tori wanting to represent who she represent. And Jonathan wants to represent. He wants to represent. It's no difference. But you look over there and the first two people you see on the, on the thing is, oh, wait a minute, somebody of color is already over there. I don't want to put the next person over there. And Marianne was like, hey, look, understand how we were feeling, not racist. We're not we're not saying that you're a racist. Yeah. I just want you to understand that the feeling that takes place in that moment when they look over there, Drea, that Rox is in her alliance. He's gone. Yeah. And he was he was supposed to be gone. So now you're you're got a feel about that. Now you also have a feeling about, oh man, they don't they, they voted out another black person. Because now you're adding everything up and looking at it from that perspective, and it changes. Uh, Marianne, she understood what Dreyer's plight was, but Lindsay understood what they were trying to say. They, Jonathan first understood what they were presenting and thought he was presenting to call him a racist and they wasn't trying to call him a racist. And here's the thing about it is Dreyer said, no, I adore you. I love you. This is just something that I'm feeling. And he had to understand. He needed to step back and understand this is not about him and they're not talking about it. Now, that's not to say the game wasn't played. Now, Jeff, don't get me wrong, Jeff probably should have just left a few things alone and let them naturally take their course. You don't need to, the way the vote was played out, he should have just said, hey, everybody go there to vote because let's not exclude Tory from the additional additional stuff she had to go through in order to go through the vote. It she was, really didn't. It was definitely a weird way to vote. And before we get to that, um, a few things that I wanted to say about this. Uh, I respect the hell out of Marianne for saying, you know, I can't, I can't vote her out tonight, you know, cause that goes deeper than, you know, that's the social stuff that gets brought into the game. So I respect Marianne a lot. Plus she knew Dre was only playing. You, I don't want to say only playing her idol, but Dre said, we're not doing this. I'm playing my idol. So I think it was out of respect a little bit for Marianne said, you know what, if you're playing your idol tonight, I'm going to, I'm going to back you up. I'm going to support you and I'm going to play mine. And I thought that was a beautiful. So I respect Marianne a lot. Um, this is a beautiful subject. This is back-to-back seasons that it's been brought up now. Everyone remembers uh, Liana's amazing speech last season in 41. My only concern with it, and this is the big thing, because I was talking to some people in the chat on Rob's podcast. And, you know, once you throw out a concern or something, a lot of people online get very hateful at each other, no matter what. There shouldn't be sides, but you get what I'm saying, Abraham. It's it's an online thing. My only, my only concern, we saw this in Big Brother with the cookout. No one, no one out of the cookout, right? And they made it to the end together, which was one of the best alliances to watch play in a long time. My concern is, is this going to affect the game in the future? To where no one, regardless of race, can play how they fully want to because they'll be concerned about the outlook afterwards. No, here's the thing about it is we're not thinking about race as our first thought when we were on the game of Survivor. There was only one season of Survivor where I felt like race was the top issue. And that person, that what they did to the other person, I thought they should have been kicked out of the game. 
because mm-hmm. they were they were demeaning, they were little to them, and it was really they was racist, and they they still stayed in the game. Here's the thing about it is there's always going to be triggers in the game. So let's let's slide racism aside. There's always yep. going to be gender racism, gender uh, issues. We, the, yeah, there all there always is girls versus guys yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, there's always going to be the question about like w- the first trans person uh, was in this season. Um, there's always going to be some social issue that's going to be intertwined in the game of Survivor. It's probably more so how we deal with it or how we come to deal with it. You know, uh, being in a military background, there's a time that gays weren't allowed in the military. And here's the interesting thing. You weren't letting gays in the military. They were already in the military. You just was defining it. And then you realize that they were over there serving their country like anybody else. And that allowed them you're you're finally caught up with what needed to be caught up with to say, hey, serve next to your brother and sisters in arms, no matter what is your sexuality. It has no difference in that. And that's the thing about it is Survivor, I will give them credit on trying to be um, socially conscious. And our season was the most diverse season of a representation of not just people of color, but we we had people that were from different backgrounds. We had people that represented different cultures. Uh, Ricard has a great story. Uh, and here's the thing about it is we all share the same planet. Not, not just the United States, but the same planet. If you travel, you see everybody and you got to understand, hey, everybody needs their own little bit of uh, piece of space. But we all come together and we as a collective cast came together to play a game that we all love, no matter who you were. And if we were racist or we had some type of judgment and that's not saying people don't get along. Me and Tiffany wouldn't get along. Me and Brad wouldn't get along because we'd be like, no, nah, I don't I don't care for you, you know. And but the people that are in society that really want to be a part of each other's lives, like Randy, before Survivor, I would probably never met you. We've spent the last, what, eight months talking and been going a great eight months, thing. friend. Been a great eight months. If I harbored a prejudice because you were not the same color or I didn't feel like I needed to share my time with you, guess what? Your podcast would have been different. It looked different. I'm not saying you would be successful. It would just look different. But why not just be inclusive and make it more well-rounded so we can have conversations like this and still making them tough conversations, you know? And that's the thing about it is we're on this planet together. Let's act like it. Stop falling behind people that want to keep people apart when in actuality, it's when we stand together, we're better. But understand that I do have some things in my life that you may not be to experience because my skin is different. And some people don't let things go. Bad cops are bad cops. And I'm not picking on cops. I don't want cops jumping out there looking at I'm not picking on cops. But I do know that in their system and in the military, we know the bad seed. So let's not sit here and be like, we don't know the bad seed in everybody's job. But that bad seed sometimes is allowed to sprout, grow and grow uh, limbs and stuff. And then you got other bad seeds. Unfortunately, we need to deal with that as a society and not look to blame or point the finger at somebody, but deal with the real issues and talk about. Beautifully said. There was two stuff you said in that whole, uh, you know, out, out of everything you said, two things stood out to me. One is the gender kind of bias that you brought up. That's a big thing. You know, we have people every year and the internet's going to be the internet and they're going to be nasty and stuff. And it sucks to see. But every year um, we talk about the cookout. We talk about some of the alliance last year. Why do the black people get together and stick together and stuff? It happens all the time. Just, just look at the game of survivor. We had 
three men get together today and say, hey, let's vote out all the women and get <laughs> get together as men. We've had in the past all the women get together. Hey, we're all women. Let's get together and vote out all the men. What is different between that than, you know, maybe some black people getting together and saying, hey, there's there's no difference. It's like you said, Abraham, you're going to bond with the people that you know, right? You're going to bond more with the people who are familiar with your history and stuff like that. It's more, here's the thing about it is, it's more fun to be in chaos than calm. You know, people be on Twitter arguing about stuff. I'll be like, what are you really arguing about? Here's the thing about it is, season 41 and season 42 of Survivor was being filmed when the cookout and the whole, um, that whole show was going on. I didn't know anything about that until when I got back and looked at it. So at the end of the episode, I realized what they had done. And they, they said, hey, look, we're going to put together this and call the cookout. Well, here's the thing about it is, like any group of people, you still had to pull it off. Just because you said you wanted to do it doesn't mean it happens. And then once you've done it, it's like, hey, that's never been done before. Anytime that you can say the first thing that happens, this is the first time ever. And every season of Big Brother where a group of people of the same color said, hey, look, let's come together and let's see if we can't make it to the end. They, here's the thing about it is they still had to vote everybody out. Yep. So what difference does it make? It's just that they came together and eliminated everybody else. And we've seen that happen in any type of challenge type show where you will eventually have to eliminate somebody in order to move on. And in Survivor and Big Brother, you there are going to need to be some hurt feelings behind it. But every one of those shows require that you vote somebody out. You now, talk about. In, oh, go ahead. Sorry. In the real world, you can't vote anybody out. But people don't become better unless you expose yourself to what you don't know or don't understand. And you're willing to listen and educate yourself. There are things that I need to understand and grow and, and learn. And I learn every day something new. But here's the thing about it is I'm always open to learn. There's a lot of people that are closed off to learning and they think they know everything. I really want to be bothered with me. And, and, and you also brought up our relationship, how you said, you know, you could have looked at it. You know, no, we don't have the same background and stuff like that. But it's been a an amazing time, Abraham. Amazing. And just for all you guys to know, I already told you that we talked about it, you know, before the podcast even started. But that's why I was so happy and lucky and blessed to have Abraham on my show, not only because he's an amazing person, but because this subject tonight, I know this is not a subject for me to talk about. And that's why I was like, Abraham, this is your show tonight. This is this is your show because he's going to have more to say on this subject than I am. He's he's got, you know, more experience with these type of things. I got a couple of years. And here's the thing about it is uh, here's 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 what society, in my opinion, should look like. We have Will. Will is what, 17? Yep. Yep. Will wanted to meet one of the players off of season 41, which is Brad. Brad lives in Wyoming on a ranch. The furthest from what I do, I work in IT in a city. <laughs> uh, but we met on Survivor. Actually, we had the funny story about World War Z is that's how me and Brad actually met when he came to the bungalow and hung out with me. Um, but we had an opportunity to do something for Will. And it, it wasn't about race. It was just the fact that I had a connection with Brad. And I said, hey, Brad, would you do me a favor? There's a young man that wants to meet you. Randy puts together this podcast. Randy herds us every week to make sure we're available. He I try. I try to herd him. <laughs> he he's, being, he's being real modest. He does an excellent job. Um, but we had an opportunity to do something for Will for his birthday. And we just connected people that, look, 
on paper, you probably would have never put us, none of us together. You would never put me and Brad together because I've only been to Wyoming one time. Um, and I've never been on a ranch at all. I've been on a farm, not a ranch. And, but we had an opportunity because of one survivor to Randy, because if Randy never reached out to me, I would have never reached out to Brad. And we had an opportunity to speak to Tiffany, JD. And that is what the life of the circle of life should be like. It shouldn't be adversarial on everything. There will be some things we'd have to debate about, but it should be adversarial (laughs) on everything. Is there, before we move past this, Abraham, and that's why I wanted to start the episode with this, because this subject is the talking point of the episode and it needs to be talked about. Is there any last comments you want to make before we get on to the rest of the episode? Because everything you've said, man, has been exceptional. It's been beautifully said and you've really shined a light on what happened on tonight's tribal. You know, I, I would say, you know, for all you keyboard warriors, a lot of people that sit behind keyboards and type some very venomous stuff. You know, don't let that be your legacy. Because if you type it on the keyboard, you'll say it out your mouth. And one day you're going to probably you put a ticket out there and somebody going to punch it for you. You're going to say it to the so, wrong person. So if you got a question, by all means, just ask somebody. Find out what the real cause or reason is. And here's the thing. Some people you ask are not going to give you an answer that you're going to like. But at least you have something to work with and try to figure it out. And it's a two-way street. If I had a question for Randy that I wanted to ask him, I would definitely ask him. But at the end of the day, it's that questions and that response that's going to make us a better. It's going to make us a better planet. We got a lot of stuff going on because we got people in positions that don't, you know, don't keep the people which they're supposed to be looking over and shepherding over in that particular thing. They're in their own power trip. So we're going we're going to end it on that one. Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said. And that's the thing, too. Don't be scared to ask questions because I could have came on tonight on the show, said absolutely nothing about it let Abraham talk and then that'd be it. But I was not scared to come on and, you know, ask a question. If I didn't understand something, I asked him and it, it, the way he shined a light on it made it easier for me tonight to understand the whole situation. So, well, let's get on to the rest of this episode. Cause there was some other stuff that took place tonight. Might not be the big talking points, but there was a lot that happened. So I'm going to kind of go through, uh, the early part, uh, since we spent a lot of time on that subject, So Romeo hates everyone, comes back from the last tribal, knew he was going to get some votes, knew the plan to split the votes and everything. But Romeo really not happy with everyone at the moment. High doesn't like that he got the vote naturally. No one ever likes that they get votes. And High believes it's Romeo. Spoiler, it is Romeo. Romeo was the one to write his name down. Spelled it H-Y-E, which is very interesting. And he says that. Hi says, Romeo, you wrote my name down the night. Romeo, the smart move is to say, no, I didn't. I didn't write your name down. And Hi just says, okay, if you didn't write it down, who did? (laughs) No response. He said, does anyone want to say they wrote my name down the night? Uh, Hi believes, no doubt, that Romeo was the one who wrote his name down, Abraham. Here's the thing about it is. I could care less if he thinks Romeo wrote his name down because that is the game of Survivor. Here's the thing. What would you tell anyway? Are you he talking high or Romeo? Romeo. I wouldn't tell either. I'd be like, I don't know who wrote your name down. I can tell you who didn't write your name down. I wrote down Chanel's name. You're not going to find out until the show airs anyway. So what difference does it make? And it unnerves the game. He's right. It puts Hyde on the defensive because now he's trying to figure out 
who wrote his name down. Romeo is a good choice, and I probably would have blamed him too. But here's the thing. He's not 100% sure if Romeo actually did it. He's not sure, but he's right on to him, Abraham. I was like, man, just called him out right there. He said, Romeo, it's you. And he says in his confessional too, I know it's Romeo. You don't know. You think you know. And until the show airs and you actually see all the votes and be like, because there is a particular vote that I'm kind of shocked about. But if you look at the previews for tomorrow, next week, he uses that to his advantage. That's what I thought Chanel was going to do. And this is also where Roxroy throws out the all guys alliance. He says, look, there's more guys than girls here. So let's all get together. Jonathan, Rox, Mike, Hi, and Omar. And Hi and Omar, which I was kind of expecting them to do this. I wasn't assuming they would, but I knew this was a possibility. Both of them, no, nah, we do not. Hi and Omar have no inkling to go with the guys here. They're like, we are not trying to get in your macho bro pack. Um, and Omar says, Omar and Hi both say it doesn't help our games at all. No, we have no interest. But Rox doesn't know that. So what was your opinion when Rox was trying to put together this, this guy's alliance? Look, we early we talked to Tiffany. And Tiffany said, once you vote one guy out, you can knock the rest of them down. <laughs> and they was, they was knocking us down. Boach was next. Xander would have been next. If he, if he hadn't won that immunity challenge, Xander would have been next. And they'd have took out all the guys. I mean, it's always that dynamic shift on Survivor. At some point, somebody comes up with that idea. But here's the thing. It was really just an idea. They kind of already knew Romeo was a target. Rox, again, painting a target on yourself when you don't have to. I would, if I was Rox, I would have let somebody else bring that to me. Because again, with what, 10 players left? Eh, Still a little too early. And here's the thing about it is, too early when he did it, also... He was separated from his alliance. Him and Drea wasn't together. So I kind of would have just rolled silent and see what everybody was talking about and probably wouldn't have ruffled no feathers. But here's where editing helps everybody out. You don't know what transpired on those other 10 hours. So you only get in the 15-minute snippet. Well, he didn't know. He didn't know that him and Drea were going to be separated. We get to the immunity challenge. And it is, we're going to talk about this nasty Ooh. weather here. Yeah. Uh, so Jeff, good old probesy boy. <laughs> he pulls out another idol uh, immunity necklace, excuse me, and says, well, today we're going to have two immunity winners. And my mind instantly goes to, okay, one male, one female. No, we're going to draw for, draw for teams. We're going to have two teams, a blue team and an orange team. And the, the last person standing, it's basically that pyramid challenge where they're pyramids on the water and you have to balance um the last person standing for both team win immunity and the last person standing all together gets uh Shish beef, kebabs. beef and veggie kebabs are you mad about the food here abraham more food? first of all where'd you get the vegetables from stop uh, let's oh, stop that we, stop that where you get the vegetables from hey come on now let's stop it who beast come on give him fish that's, beef, that's right in the ocean next door. Fish is next door. Beef and veggie. They look, they look good, too, Abraham. They, they the did look pretty good. good. They're better than that peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I guarantee. So um, that, oh, go ahead. It's, it's, let me tell you, first of all, it looks way worse. It's way worse of a challenge in person than it looks like on TV. Look, in the first, what, one second? One, <laughs> the forward was gone. I think it was 30, like 
first 20 seconds. So the teams are uh, High, Romeo, Omar, Roxroy, and Mike, and then Jonathan, Lindsay, Tori, Marianne, Andrea. And like Abraham said, first 20 seconds, four or five people dropped. They was gone. I was like, ooh, it, it looked like it hurt too. And here's the thing about it is, there you can't see it in any of the videos, but that particular island or set of islands is protected by a seawall. So the seawall keeps the full force of the ocean from coming in, except for high tide when the water is above it. So you, you're, getting, you're getting beat up out there. And it was windy. That's one thing about Fiji. It, it sucked when the weather is bad. <laughs> That's the thing. You can't see the wind in the water, too. The water was insane. I don't know how Jonathan or Lindsay them stood up for as long as they did or even Hyde. I know Hyde made it and got his immunity, but it was it was crucial. But we do see Romeo. We see the effects of the lack of food on the island through Romeo because they got a smaller frame. So you can kind of see where it's starting to his muscle is starting to go because you're not eating full meals. So even though I complain about the food where Brad said y'all wouldn't be eating anything, um, the food definitely impacts the challenges and Jonathan, I got to give him credit, man. He just kind of muscled through it on a balance beam. Yeah. The two winners here were, um, high one immunity for orange, Jonathan for blue, Jonathan ends up winning the actual challenge, winning kebabs for his tribe. So in this situation, before we go back and get talking and everything, who did you feel was in the most danger? Cause I was instantly thinking oh. Tori and Tori. Romeo. I had, and again, we had the correct picks going in. Tori and Romeo were the picks because we looked and so, said, okay, who, who would be it? I don't really know. And I told you before, I said Roxford is going to be a casualty of war. You did. He did call yeah. it. I will say that. Yes. And I said, Romeo, if he just kind of eased back and he, he, he had to be mellowed, mellowed down. It was like, hey, I got to trust a guy that I least trust, but. Again, we see we see the master manipulator in there and they're <laughs> pressing buttons. He was in there. I got to give him credit, man. He's always in a vote somewhere. Um, but Romeo was my choice. Uh, Tori, because she's been she's been on the chopping block forever. And it's just a matter of had they not divided both into separate tribes, she would have definitely went home by herself tonight anyway. Uh, I don't know. I think tonight's target would have been Romeo. I think Romeo. No, no, I'll say yeah, Romeo would have been. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, that's if, that's a good if, one. That's if good everyone one. were together yeah. tonight, I think it would have been Romeo instead of Tori. I don't. Oh, that's. Just, I'm gonna go fifty-fifty. Either one of them could have went. I just think that Tori. Yeah. I hate to even say it this way. Tori was gonna become a challenge beast. Oh, he said it. <laughs> Abraham has called it. Was, I, I, actually, I thought she was going to win this challenge, say the truth. I did. I, figured, I did think she was going to three-peat. I said, you know, Tori, this is probably a good challenge for Tori. Um, but she, I think she made it maybe 40 seconds. She was gone. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> when she fell off, I was like, ah, she getting voted out. And then I think she was, on, she was with Jonathan. So uh, I'm not saying Jonathan's going to win every challenge. But I said he probably got a good one with this one if he can keep his balance. Well, he's a surfer too. Sorry, excuse me. Like I said, yeah. I got a cold, so, so yeah, he's a he, surfer too. I think he would have outlasted everybody, but Tori. I'm gonna say Tori would have went over Romeo, but I, I do like Tori. Tori to not get voted. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 45, 65. 
So we get back to the old Taku camp because they split them up that way too. Uh, the orange tribe who did not get, or the orange team that did not get the reward went back to Taku. Romeo feels like he's going home. There's absolutely no chance for him to stay in the game. He even says, when talking about everyone, he said, Hi and I don't like each other. I've talked no game with, with Roxroy. Oh, Roxroy. He said, and I quote, Mike is 100 years old. I thought that was wrong. Poor <laughs> Mike. They say, what? He, he was like 100 years old. I was like, oh, man. Yeah, he Mike, said Mike is 100 years old. We all see it when it plays out on real time when we come back and see the show. And that's the funny part. We uh, spent a lot of time texting back forth because now you see what people be saying. Um, yeah. Here, here's the point. So that was our old beach. Wait, the Taku one was? Yeah, that, that was our old beach. I hated that sand step. Um, Romeo, I, I will give him credit, did not talk himself out of it this time. He wasn't all over the place. He kind of accepted what was coming and said, okay, and really put his fate in, um, who's the other guy from last week? Omar? Omar. No. He yeah. really put his fate in Omar's hand and said, hey, let me, and Omar, I, hey, look, I'm, I'm, hey. Omar, impressed? Are you impressed with Omar? If I thought Omar was going to make it to the last three, he would have my vote. Just because really? he has his hands in everything, but you never see his hands. So I'm like, yeah, I, I'm gonna throw Omar in there and say if he made it to if he makes it to the the top three, he definitely would win out over it right now. Now we didn't know this was gonna work, and you know the reason why I didn't think it was gonna work because Mike said Mike said he was loyal to a fault. Well, see, that's the thing. As we go on here. Omar is going to go to work to try to save Romeo because of that whole Roxroy wanting this male alliance and he's not really vibing with it. And he goes to talk to High to say, look, for our game, it makes more sense to keep Romeo, who could be loyal to us. And obviously, Romeo's like, there's no chance. High does not like me. There's no chance this is going to work. And I like what High did here. High could have said, yes, it makes more sense to vote out rocks. Okay, I'm just going to vote out rocks. But we don't see this a lot. He goes, I like this plan, but I have to talk to Mike about it because Mike is my number one in the game. So he goes to Mike and Mike, I mean, Mike is honest. He says, I don't care. I really don't have a problem voting rocks. But if we vote rocks, it's going to piss off the rest of our eight person alliance, which it did. And we see that later with Drea. He says, if we vote Roxroy out, it's going to piss off the alliance and we're going to look unloyal to them. So what did you believe was the right move here? Was the right move just go with the easy vote out with Romeo or let's make a move on Rox before he comes back and gets us later? Now, here's, here's the interesting part, because we, we we've already seen what transpired. So I'm going to go back and say, okay, when Mike says that, Mike is loyal. Because I saw what he did to Chanel. He was like, nope, Chanel put my name down. Votes can't be trusted. Mike said, hey, I'm your guy. I'm loyal. I'm going to do this. Okay. Mike is a stand-up type of guy. So we know he's not going to waver. Mike told Rox, hey, I'm not going to write your name down. Um, hey, Rox said, I'm not going to write your name down. So hi. Hey, look, I'm going to go to Mike, my number, my number one, and say, hey, Mike, this is what I want to do. And first thing Mike said was, nope, not doing it. Romeo's the vote. Okay, I thought well, it was going to be Romeo. Yeah, that's the same thing you did with Chanel. Okay. Okay, we good with that. In my mind, I said, okay, it's going to be Chanel. Because really, Hyde really, he could go either way. 
targeting rocks at that particular time was not really going to be a big thing. Getting Romeo out, which Hyde destruct, but we don't seen Hyde go back on his, uh, his, his, his team anyway. Uh, that's how Lydia got voted out. So Hyde to me is 50, 50 on whatever direction he goes, but Mike, I thought Mike was a stand-up guy when he said he wasn't going to vote him out, but. <laughs> oh, now, are you mad that Mike voted Roxroy out here? No, because we got a snippet of next week's episode when Mike is like, wait a minute, who voted out Rox? Because you never know who voted who out. You don't know that until after it airs. I so was now- confused about that because he voted Rox. Mike <laughs> yeah. voted and he spelled Rox R-O-X. So it is great because now, because here's the thing about it is, Jeff doesn't have to show all the votes. He just has to show enough votes to get you voted out. So you don't know who those last couple of votes were for. So you don't know who did it. Why does Mike have a problem with it, though, when he was like, I'm curious how high lied to him because he voted Roxroy, too. Again, how Chanel should have played it. Mike is going at the Hyde because now he needs to point the finger at Hyde as the one that masterminded the destruction of Roxroy. So you're saying he's going to tell the eight-person alliance he didn't vote for Roxroy? Nope. He's going to say Hyde did it. Smart. G.A. Mike gets credit for next week when we see it on games play. Because you use the one thing that everybody, hey, what? No, no, no. I told Rox I wasn't going to vote him out. Hyde, you said... Vote him out. I said no. And I didn't vote him out because you never saw the last two votes. So you don't know if Mike's telling the truth or not, unless you know he spelled rocks wrong. <laughs> so let's real quick talk about that tribal. I didn't really write down anything about it, but uh, where does rock season rank among everyone else? Was it a good season? Was it a great season? How did, how'd you feel about rocks after watching him play this year? I mean, his main thing, was the hourglass twist. He had a beautiful moment on the island. Um, but again, it just felt like a player that really didn't make any huge moves in the game. Well, you know what? We, we have some very quiet players on season 42 right now. But Erica had the hourglass. She was a quiet player as well. I don't think Rox was always kind of painted with the uh, aggressive type brush. Like bossy, everything he said. Bossy leader, yeah. And here's the thing about it is we really won't know that until we ask somebody that was on the show with him be like, was he really like that? Because thing, we only get a snippet of life. We don't get any camp life. But every time you saw him, it was like he was bossy. And in this environment, in that environment, it just kind of rubs you the wrong way. I'm not going to say Rox is, is, wasn't a good guy. Rox probably said a couple of things. <laughs> but he was, he was trying to make a move. He was the all men alliance was all rocks. It was all rocks move, which I thought was kind of confusing because Drea was your number one. So rocks, was you trying to move? And really, that was the move to make. If you'd have got all the men together and voted out all the females, you had three left. That would have took care of three of them. No, that's four. You'd have took care of four of them and um, would have put you down to what eight? No, uh, four, yes, six. Well, would have been the final eight. Oh, you're talking so, if the guys six. banded together. Well, they still had to bro- they still had to vote out Romeo. So they had to vote Romeo out and they had to vote the rest of the other four females out. So here's the thing about it is, and then you could get impeded as the males. It's always sound like a good plan until execution time comes, which we saw Rox being voted out, which I told you Rox was going to be a casualty of war because Rox probably rubbed a lot of people the wrong way that was on his tribe. And when you, anytime you split the group up like that, 
into different mixed tribes, even though they're merged, it never works out right for the for the outside person. Um, let's let's go to the blue tribe here or the blue team. It's it's weird. It's not like tribes, but it's like teams. So the blue game. The the blue team, it, it, it comes down to Tori or Drea. And Jonathan is the one. He pulls Marianne aside and he goes, hey, it's time to make a move. And Marianne is for the move. She likes the idea. But Jonathan is really starting to rub her the wrong way, Abraham. She's like, I don't like being talked to like a little schoolgirl, you know, that he's just kind well, of saying this is what you need to do and all that. Let's back up to the conversation before with Lindsay and Jonathan. Fair. <laughs> just, and where he they got wanted into to it, really, yeah. yeah, he really wanted to present his idea. Let's go back a little further because it, here's where editing makes some people look different. We'll put it that way. When he was like, okay, we're going to put these votes on Drea and we're going to put these votes on Marianne. Okay, Lindsay, what if they both play their idols? <laughs> and the way they edited it, it made him look like he was a complete imbecile. And that's what <laughs> Jonathan didn't like that because when Lindsay brings it up, what if they both, what if they play their idol and then we're losing Marianne and he's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, yeah. You lose Marianne with two extra votes and a, and an idol. And it, the editing is such, let me tell you something. They captured some priceless moment to make you look indifferent. Let's put it that way. And it made Jonathan look like, you know what? I, I think Jonathan was actually like that. I think Jonathan <laughs> didn't think about that. I'm going to see Jonathan somewhere, man. So I'm not going to talk about it. He's going to be like, hey, man, I saw that podcast. <laughs> that was Randy all the way. Hey, uh, hey, I'll say it. Jonathan, you you didn't think this fully through. But basically, Lindsay says, hey, why don't we split it? We have enough to split between Tori and Drea. So if Drea plays her idol, then we'll get Tori, Tori out of the game. Which, which is, is an a smart idea. Yeah, and which is a great about, move. But Jonathan was like, hey, you're not listening. <laughs> he said... You're always getting hyped up. And here's the thing about it is something transpired before it cut to that particular part. We just don't know how long that conversation ran. And that's the funny part about it. You catch an argument at a point where you're like, this really is not the right point. Where did this come from? But that's usually how it happens in editing for us. And uh, it was funny. Like she was trying to get her opinion crossed, which her conversation was the correct one. Hey, let's split the vote. Let's put some on Tori. Let's put some on Drea. She plays the idol. Good to go. I said, okay, that's that's a good idea. Now we're back to gamesman play. Then Jonathan goes to Drea and says, hey, we're going to vote out who, Marianne? No, Tori. Tori, yes. Tori. She's like, okay, it sounds good. I'm thinking about, no, you you got so much stuff. You got to eventually play it. To me, when they split the group up and you don't have your forces with you, that's the time you play your... Exactly. Play it so you know you're safe. Um, does Jonathan, and we see it in the preview for kind of next week's episode, does Jonathan need to kind of calm down? He says that he's playing a quiet game, but all the girls are starting to say they don't like being bossed around by Jonathan, where he's walking around like a macho dude. And I, I think Jonathan probably is the coolest guy to hang out with. But here's the thing about it is, I don't care who you are. You've been on the island with no food and stuff. You don't care who's cool. You just tired <laughs> of it. You just tired of hearing them. You don't hear the voice. You don't listen to them. Well, Marianne a, is not like Jonathan for a while. They've been yeah. kind of on edge for and, some time now. And Marianne must she must have got tired, man. Because you know, before every scene she was in, she was laughing and having a good time. Now every scene she's in, she's just quiet. It's like <laughs> I'm, it's like I'm tired. I just want to. I just want to. I just want to get this done, boss. 
And here's the thing about it is, it don't take much to sway somebody to put the bullseye on your back. It don't uh-huh. take much. So, yeah, I would say, Jonathan, pick a direction that you're going to go in and stick with it. This is the time, Jonathan, I'm going to tell you, pick your direction, get your folks together, and stick with it. Don't, don't try to go over here with the all-men alliance, because that's, that's gone. Jonathan, I hope you're listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, man, just remember, I was in Fiji with you, guy. You just couldn't come across to our hotel. Um, it's just funny, man. Every time you see Survivor and you think you know what's going to happen, it, it's something else. It's, it's another turn. Nobody knew Rox was going to get kicked out tonight. Well, I felt like Rox was going. I didn't know Rox was going. I said, you know what? Like Nasir. Nasir, the only reason Nasir, well, two reasons. The only two reasons Nasir got voted out was they had split up the tribes and he wasn't with his group. So he was really an easy target and he didn't want to play his idol. Yeah. Because he had an idol and went home with it too. That was tough. That was tough to watch. Watching Nasir go home with, with his idol in 41. I felt so bad for him. Nasir said he would vote me out. So no, I'm good. <laughs> By the way, just uh, I was checking in on our live stream. I saw I didn't get completely off camera there when I blew my nose, so I apologize. It's uh, we all know how colds go and everything. Had one. I'm good. I, that's why I live in a warm state. <laughs> yeah, Indiana has decided to. Um, we were at 80 degrees over the weekend, and now we're back down to 40 degrees. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I, uh, I like well, Texas weather. Hey, I'll trade you. I'll trade you the weather if you want to bring tech. If you want to give me Texas weather and you can have this weather. No. <laughs> Let's talk about this tribal council though, to wrap up here. Um, so after the situation with Drea, Marianne and well, the no, uh, the guys were first. Oh yeah. But we already talked about rocks. Oh, okay. Rocks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Now we, now we got rocks. Hey, man, they got Chanel in the, <laughs> this is, this is how, this is how, this is how scandalous survivor is. Chanel brought an outfit that had no shoulder on it. It's raining. She's sitting there. I was like, y'all just dirty. Wait, did her? I didn't Nobody really pay attention to her outfit. Just it was her sleeveless. Real. Oh. She could have borrowed a jacket. Did you see how sad like probes looked? He was like drenched and he's just sitting there like, like this. Because there's no cover for him not to be in the rain. If we're in the rain, he's in the rain. Well, you think by now they would have put a roof on tribal council. Um, no, it's not built like that. It's, okay. uh, the way it's constructed is cause you gotta, gotta remember now they need, they need stuff to be able to film. So you can't put things, I guess, certain places, but he's not that far from us that he would be out of the rain. And also it'll look real crappy if we're sitting there in rain and he's sitting there all dry. No, <laughs> no, Suck he gets up. Well, you don't have to tell me, Abraham, as you guys can see, I am live in tribal at tribal council right now. They were just sitting back there. It looks like but, that. It's true. It, <laughs> it's, it's, it's way more uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. No, trust me. I'm on a stool right now. I'm pretty uncomfortable. <laughs> I got to get hey, me. Look, I got to get myself a chair like you have, man. And we got assigned seats. <laughs> oh, that, I didn't know that. They assign you. Yeah, seats. We don't. They tell us where we sit at. We don't just we don't just pick a seat because I would have picked a different seat. Oh, yeah. we, we, we sit certain because you got to think about it. What if what if Brad sat in front of J.D.? You would never see J.D. behind him. Because J.D. would be blocked from the camera. Yeah, good point. So you got to move everybody around and kind of fit at certain places. And um, it's tribal council. Like Tiffany said, you're tired. You, you've gone all day and now you have to go through this emotional situation, which tonight was really emotional for Drea. 
uh, really emotional for Marianne and not to say it wasn't emotional for um, Jonathan or Lindsay, you know, uh, and that's not to leave Tori out. I understand. Definitely, Tori definitely out. emotional for Tori. Yeah. I think by dragging it on the way they did, it kind of was wrong for Tori to have to endure that part of it. They could have just yeah, let's, a regular let's vote. Let's talk about how they did the vote where Jeff was like, we don't even need to go back and vote because Dre and Marianne play their idols in uh, solidarity here. Mm-hmm. Um, so that and Jonathan's immune. So it's between either uh, Tori or Lindsay. And it was kind of weird because Tori is talking to everyone because, you know, Jeff sees the writing on the wall like he usually does. And he's like, OK, it looks like we know who's going home tonight. And Tori kind of stops the group and says, let's talk about it. Why are you voting for me? Why are you voting for me? Why are you voting for me? And that, it, no uh, one really was a, willing to talk to her about this. It's, it's, it's almost like hitting somebody with a blunt object with a piece of plastic on it. It didn't have, you could just say, hey, y'all, okay, go ahead and vote. But again, you remember now, we do, this is a TV show. And that particular was a lot of extra drama that plays out well on TV. Because Marianne was saying, hey, no particular reason I'm playing the game and you're the only choice available to me. You know, because Tori wasn't on her tribe. Lindsay was on her tribe. So she's not going to vote for Lori. Drea said, hey, you've been gunning for me since then. And Tori's response was, no, I wasn't. But we know because we see TV. Yes, you were. So Jonathan was like, hey, really no particular reason. I don't trust you. Well, 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 I have to stop you. Tori actually did when Drea was like, you've been gunning from me from the get go. Didn't wait. Did she say that was true? Yeah, she did. And no. then Jonathan, there was one person. She said, OK, that's fair. Was, was it Drea or was it Jonathan? I, I think what? it was Jonathan. Because yeah. I don't think she asked Lindsay why she was voting her out. Oh, no, that's right. Well. She didn't, and that's right, because Drea started it off and said, you've been gunning for me from the get-go. And I'm pretty sure she went, that's not true, but okay. Well, that's that and tribal then, thing. And then Jonathan basically said, I've been working with Lindsay the entire game, or yada, yada. And she's like, okay, that's fair. And see, and again, think about it is, did you, for good TV, it, playing it out right there was great. Tell you the truth, for good, that's good TV. But in actuality, for, bless you, for what you feel when you get get ready to go back to Ponderosa, it sucks. Thank you so much for you, those of you who didn't see. He uh, he yeah. blessed me for sneezing. There. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, it sucks because now you feel like you don't got hit. You know, you see when Roxbury left, he was like, "Hey, y'all play a great game. Thank you." Tory was like, because now you just you just basically you just cutting a wound open, adding more salt to it. That's all it did. Well, Tory says, you know, okay, looks like you all are voting for me. There's nothing I can do. I'd like to play my shot in the dark. Good for her. Good for her for saying that the shot in the dark is still stupid and it's never worked. But I I mean, she could have, she could have instantly just forgot about it and said, all right, looks like I'm going home. But no, she said, I'm going to play my shot in the dark. My question is, I don't know why Lindsay didn't play her shot in the dark because if she's sitting here, right? If Tori is sitting right next to me and it's between me and Tori, and Tori goes, okay, I'm playing my shot in the dark. I'm going to say, okay, if she's playing her shot in the dark, I'm playing my shot in the dark. Because if that came back safe for Tori, which it didn't, but if that came back safe, 
Lindsay would have went home. My question is, what would have happened if they both played their shot in the darks and they were both safe? Well, it's only it's only one one safe, so somebody was going. Oh, so there's only, only one. It's only, oh, you it's draw only when they all. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah that's it's right. only when they're all there that it should be two. Okay, so that makes sense. That's why you don't play it because so Tori was already even, playing it. Yeah, so even if, if even if Lindsay said, "Well, which, which I would have done too." Hey, if you're gonna play yours, I'm gonna play mine. If they both would have played it and both of them wasn't safe, you're still back at the exact same point you were before. That now you sense. have to uh, now you have to say, okay, what do I do in order to get somebody voted out? And that's the thing about it is you just never did the game of Survivor never stops, never quits. How was uh so we say goodbye to Roxroy, who we've already talked about, and Tori here. What was your reaction to Tori's game and how she played? Because I said episode one, this girl is kind of a a word I can't say because she was kind of kind of being like that. Um, but Tori was entertaining. She was very entertaining and she fought. Like you said, she's been on the block the past three weeks and tonight she just ran out into a, I don't want to say a tough situation. It was a tough situation for her. There was just nothing really she could have done tonight. Tori was, Tori was memorable. And here's the thing. Tori was memorable because Tori was doing stuff. Tori was trying to get people voted out. Tori, but here, Tori was running challenges. Tori had a very memorable game up until that point, but we knew Tori was on the chopping block. I would have hoped that she would have turned it around and got a couple of allies like on the other, when they voted Roxroy out, she had got a couple of allies and voted somebody out, but people, people stay finicky in, in the game of survivor. You can't, you can't really separate the emotional part from the logical part. Sometimes I would have went to Dre and been like, Hey, Dre, let's, let's, let's vote out Lindsay. Or let's vote out Jonathan. Let's let's work together. Say the right moves tonight. Voting out voting out Tory and and Roxroy. And I know the situation is a tough one that they got put in. I still um, think voting out Drea would have been the best move. That was a great opportunity to take to take a shot at her if you could. Well, here's the thing about it is I knew that if Tory didn't win immunity, she was gonna be voted out. Roxroy was just an opportunity because you had a different group of people together. So, you know, and we, we know two people are going home tonight. We just didn't know which two people are going home. So in the game of Survivor, all good moves, all good vote outs, because, you know, Tori was going to get voted out. Nobody going to trust Tori. Um, if you look at it, they flushed two immunity idols. So, you know, they're gone. Now, if I was Drea, I would take Mike's immunity idol. Yeah, that, that's what my mom was saying at, at the time. Drea should take Mary Ann's idol. And play it tonight because we thought as they were walking oh, into tribal, yeah. we thought as they were walking in the tribal council, the way Drea was looking, we didn't think it would turn into what it turned into. But we knew Drea was pissed that her closest ally, Rocks, was on the jury. And we were like, she can't feel safe now. Why not steal Marianne's idol, use her idol, and then you still have all your stuff. So this, this is what happened. The whole whole thing was changed over. When, when seeing Rox and Chanel up there, that changed the whole, they whole tribal council got changed. Now, I wouldn't have taken Mary Ann's idol. You know what? Everybody's playing the game of Survivor. Mary Ann was ready to vote Dre out anywhere. Yeah. Everybody's playing the game of Survivor. That move actually hurt Mike and them more. So when, when we see it next week, somebody's going to have to explain on what happened to Roxroy. 
Mike already has his game plan ready to go. As we saw in the snippet, Hyde did it. Well, so, it, it looks like Jonathan might be the guy on the chopping block next week. So I wouldn't per se take Marianne's immunity necklace so much as I would take Mike's because he didn't protect rocks, Roy. So I would take Mike's. I would take I would take Mike's because I don't think anybody knows she has that uh that particular one. No, no one knows that she has knowledge of power. It was Tori was the one who saw the paint on her, but Tori's gone now. So yeah, I think I would take Mike or you know what? Here's again, we playing Survivor. I would take Mike or Mary Ann's just so now I have another immunity idol. Do you but, do we think do we think after tonight? Marianne and Drea are going to be working together or no? Nope. Not at all. <laughs> it's a game of Survivor. You're, you're still, the game still goes on. That it doesn't, it, it, we have opportunities to present moments. Um, Omar and Hyde. Um, and why does uh, the other guy name always escape me? Uh, Romeo, Mike, Jonathan. The last those, are the, those are the other guys in the game. No, Romeo, Mike. Omar. Omar. Yeah. Omar, apologies, man. I don't know why your name <laughs> We have moments to glimpse into other people's lives in the game of Survivors. So in intermix in there, we got a chance to see Mike and Omar share uh, an experience with um, his faith. Uh, Jonathan with the age difference, but the size and the mus- muscles and all that stuff, we had that. I mean, we have moments in Survivor that will always continue with the show. I'm pretty sure as we go on as the season wraps up, we're going to have some more moments. But here's the great thing about Survivor you're still playing the game of Survivor. You're still competing for a million dollars. You know, nobody ever walks out there and be like, damn, I missed out on all the money. They're saying, damn, I got put out the game because I didn't play. You know, I got played or I got blindsided, which is the game of Survivor. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be mad about, let me rephrase that, because people petty. I would like to see how this is going. <laughs> people, people are petty, yes. I would like to see how the last three are voted on for the game of for the title of soul survivor the million dollars is to me is the bonus part the title of soul survivor and competing against a group of people to win it i think is the best part of the game of survivor don't get me wrong i'm taking a million dollars um but i'm I'm interested to see who's who's going to be at the end now after what we saw tonight and not because of the uh, what we had an opportunity to present i was going to say no matter what your views are on tonight which i hope they're positive after everything the game's going to keep chugging along the game will not stop the survivor gods don't stop for anything don't stop won't stop and you know next next Wednesday we'll be back we'll be talking about survivor and we'll say okay how who's going to capitalize on what happened this week because we we still got we it's the game of survivor we're tuning in and watch the game of survivor and if we're lucky we learn something while we're watching the game of survivor that that's what That's it comes down to. The perfect way to put it. Um, so, yeah, there we go. We talked about episode nine. What was an exciting, eventful, uh, touching, life-changing uh, episode. Um, so, yeah, we say goodbye to Tori and Rox, and we're down to the final eight. So we're getting down to the bare bones. May 25th is the finale where we just found out Bryce and Wendell are having their party in Los Angeles. So if you're out there, make sure to stop by. I heard they're incredible. Uh, I will be at one of those parties probably next season. Unfortunately, I am having shoulder surgery on uh, the 25th. So I will be 
uh, incapacitated. There's there's some stuff to talk about there too. Next week's episode will be our final episode until uh, the finale, finale breakdown. I'm going on vacation. Um, Must be nice. it, <laughs> thank you. Ab- Abraham has uh, has said, you know, I, I usually put all this together and, and round everyone up. And uh, with me not here, instead of, you know, having someone else log into the account and, and do all the editing and stuff, we're going to take a break. We're going to give Abraham and Will a couple weeks off as well from the podcasting. Um, so I'm going on a cruise. And then when we come back, uh, actually, excuse me. I will be back in town for the episode before the finale. So that will be our next episode um, after next week's. And then the finale is not going to be on Wednesday right after the show like it usually is because it is a three-hour finale this year. We You have the two-hour finale from 8 to 10 Eastern, and then you have an hour-long uh, reunion show afterwards. Um, and then Abraham might be right be, there. They'll be right there in Fiji. Uh, yeah, Abraham might be somewhere, so we will probably not do our finale show the night of Survivor. Um, plus, like I said, that's the day I'm getting surgery, so I will probably be super tired and everything. So we will probably <laughs> do it uh, later that week. Uh, no, take some take some good drugs from the doctors and let's get on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we'll be doing it as soon as uh, I'll be in another cast for a month after my surgery. I'll have a full cast on with an ice pack. That's going into my shoulder and stuff like that too. Oh, that's hey, look, it's going <laughs> to speedy recovery, speedy recovery. Hey, thank you. I, I have my arm available now, but it's still sore. So we're going in and, and replacing some things. Uh, but again, Abraham, where can they catch you on on Instagram? You can catch me on Instagram at Abraham underscore ninety nine underscore ninety nine. Uh, we did our first live today. We had a great time. Got it was to- incredible meet some of the season 41 cast members uh once season 42 wraps up we will definitely invite out some of the season 42 cast members he he always talks about you know how much work goes into this and stuff on my side but i am i am blessed every day to have met abraham and to have him in my life to have the opportunity earlier to talk to brad tiffany and jd and everything that abraham uh has done for this podcast i mean this guy's my friend uh, I am blessed to have Abraham in my life and I can't thank him enough. Uh, and then yeah. another, another news thing. Oh, you have something, Abraham. No, it was funny. I was talking to Xander <laughs> earlier and we were, we were, I was asking where he was going for the finale. He said, man, I don't put together no events. <laughs> I was, I was like, a, me neither. <laughs> that's Abraham too. We had him put together the live earlier and I said, I'm not telling him anything. He's going to figure all this out on his own. Randy has always been my teacher um, I got so much new equipment now. I got my mic. I got my ring light. I got my uh, phone set up. Thanks to Randy, because I want to be a better supporter of the podcast. So I had to upgrade my are you, equipment. Are you telling the, the fans that you're here to stay, Abraham? This isn't like a one-time Australian thing. You're here to stay, yeah. right? Randy, we're going we're gonna to ride this all the way until you get on Big Brother or you get an acting gig or something and, and leave me behind. I'll be like, I knew that guy back in the days. <laughs> um. Cause we're going to do, I think I'm gonna do some stuff from the charitable event in uh, Florida this December. So we'll do something from there. And Will said he wants to do big brother. Yes. Yes. So we've got big plans. That is a perfect segue. So we made a little bit of changes if you guys haven't heard. So this will remain the survivor now podcast, uh, but it's kind of part of a bigger network now. So we are expanding. We are now going to be covering survivor. Survivor Australia, 
Survivor uh, South Africa, which we're excited to start watching this summer. And then Big Brother US. And then on, on the side, Will will be joining me for the Big Brother podcast. And then uh, The Bachelor, The Bachelor, Bachelorette, what? and Bachelor in Paradise. Abraham, it's very no. dramatic. Abraham <laughs> no. will not be joining us for I that. I will not but be that's, joining you for that one. But, but that's something <laughs> no. else. Hey, you can join us for Big Brother, though, if you want to. I'll, I'll do the Big Brother one, but The, the Bachelor, <laughs> I'm like. Hey, I knew you went. No, we've got something else planned for that and stuff. The, but... the, the random dating of a thousand people at once. Oh, no, yeah, good. oh, it's so fun to watch. Uh, but, but it's a, it's a bigger podcast network that we're, uh, putting together here and it's, uh, it's the main podcast channel is going to be called, uh, reality Randy. You can see my glasses and stuff behind a mic. Um, and then we have all these shows that you guys helped me put together and everything. So couldn't hey, do it without you guys. Randy, this early part of this year, what were you, what were you doing your podcast on? Uh, I was doing my podcast on anchor. No, no, you had your phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. it was through the Anchor app. So here's a, and this is the reason why I said that was, you know what? How old are you, Randy? 25? 24. 24. Randy has put together a growing and morphing into a whole different thing than he originally started with. I'm just a part of it because I happen to be on the show. But Randy and Randy, if you if you go back and listen to these podcasts, Randy really narrates all our movement. He makes sure our timing is on and we're discussing and he keeps us on topic. But he's growing his empire behind uh, his podcast. So y'all y'all tune in and listen and, and watch his growth because he's going to get somewhere and you're going to say that magical statement. Man, I remember he used to be on that podcast. Oh, man, it's it's crazy every day. I'm going to see if I have the time for everything. That's the crazy thing. I'm doing everything right now while I'm while I'm not working. I've been off work for two months now with a shoulder injury. Um, and, and that's the thing. I won't return to work until July. It's going to be crazy when I return to work to try to manage this work, you know, this and my day job and everything. Hey, well, hey, welcome to it. I got a day job. <laughs> so- <laughs> that's what. I mean, this this man, Abraham, at the drop of the dime, we're just going to be here all day, like hyping each other up. Drop of the dime. Yeah. I'm like, Abraham, I need you on the show. He's like, all right, give me five minutes. I'll be right there. The only day the only day coming up that starting next month is Tuesday. I have to go to my actual real. I have to go into my office. Oh, wow. Is that is that new? Because I know you no. were just no. It, it's a I have to go in once a week and this it starts back up next month. Oh, uh, we'll be we'll be all good then. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, so we look nothing happens that. on Tuesdays anyway. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, we look for, except for Australian Survivor. Oh, yeah, it does. Hey, we'll figure yeah, it yeah. out, though. But we'll we, I mean, just blessed to have Abraham here for the long haul. And can't wait if he joins us on Big Brother. Can't wait. It's going to be incredible. Hey, Big Brother's kind of fun. I met a couple of the, uh, I met somebody from the cookout from Big Brother. Who was it? Uh, the young lady uh, that's uh, in college. Um, oh, um, Hannah. I follow her. Hannah. I follow her. Yeah. What's funny is, she was at our actual finale party and I oh. saw her walking around and I just never put the two together. Survivor, Survivor and Big Brother does like a lot of stuff intertwined. All the CBS programs uh, were coming together like for the reality, Host for Reality is a charitable thing for kids in December. All the CBS reality show folks that go to it will be down there. Ah, so I got to get to one of those. I might be there in December. I might be there. Yeah, Big Brother's uh, there, Survivor's there, 
Um, it's a bunch of them. This will be, I couldn't go last year because I was filming. Our season hadn't wrapped up yet, but I've already reached out to them. So I'm going this season. Woo. So if, if you guys are able to make that, be sure to be sure to make it out there to, uh, it's going to be in Los Angeles, right? No, no, this is going to be in Florida. Florida. Okay. So make sure to make it to Florida in December. We'll have uh, more information for you guys later, but thank you for listening. Make sure to follow whatever you're listening on. Make sure to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, sorry, we didn't get to the comments more. I saw some comments from uh, Chris. So Chris, thank you so much for, for tuning in to our live stream here. You're always a huge supporter of the show. Uh, love, love chatting survivor and messaging you on, on the gram. Definitely check us out. Both our Instagrams at survivor now podcast and at reality, Randy, on instagram abraham anything else before we let everyone go here no man hey look the game is the nba playoffs man i gotta go see watch golden state win hey hey i'm gonna join them on that so thanks again guys talk to you next week